0: It's a wonderful morning here at Black Mesa Radio. Today we're going to talk about space, more space, possibly deep space nine, and everything in between. (laughs) This is your host Chase. One of you two say your name's now.
1: Your name's Now. I'm Seth, and your other host, Josh. Let's start. Nate is not with us today.
0: Let's go. Nate fell asleep. Yeah.
1: So Nathan will have to listen to this one just like every other Joe Schmell out there listening to it. (laughs) First time we've done one of these in the morning. Yeah, this is our
0: first morning podcast. Yeah, so we had coffee and donuts, and we're trying to uh, do a little morning spin on this. So in about half an hour, we'll have your traffic here on the 10s. How is it? Uh, how? We'll just, I don't know, look on your phone what the traffic is right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's on not,
2: the 10s. And it's not going to be the same whenever people listen
0: to this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have it nonetheless. Two months later, what's the traffic? <laughs> would it be weird, though, if it just kept being accurate? My God, prophetic
1: traffic. My god. So, uh one of the things we wanted to talk about, it's a, kind of a space potpourri day today. Do you know what well, potpourri is? Uh It is a mixture of dried leaves.
2: Dried, like, herbs and stuff.
0: Also, a homonym of potpourri is actually the study of popes. Actual definition. Oh, like potpourri, yeah. not potpourri. Exactly, it's a homonym. <laughs> not potpourri. potpourri, potpourri. Well, I mean, like... The English language is dumb. <laughs> it's, it's a mutt language, so it's got a mix of a bunch of different crap. Like read and read and live lead and, live. and lead. <laughs> live, live. See, see. Lots of stuff. So anyways, what were you saying, there, Josh? There. Before I interrupted you, with your potpourri of deep space. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a potpourri of deep space today
1: because we are going to be talking about, uh, all sorts of really interesting articles that have been going on, um, well, the article's referring to things that have been going on out in space that we've been, like,
0: recently discovering. Let's go ahead and talk about your brown dwarf stuff first. Man, uh, I would just recently, uh, I had a weird dream which actually inspired me to look up weird red objects in the sky. And so I... Red objects. Uh, a reddish object. You know, I, I don't know how it is because I'm colorblind, so I'm not really sure what colors are in my dream. I just kind of okay. say, that's red. I, I mean, Honestly, the truest
1: color you could probably see would be in your dreams because it's Perhaps. whatever you – It is exactly what you imagine
0: it as. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so sorry. these – uh I found out about red dwarfs and brown dwarfs. And it, what fascinated me is brown dwarfs are actually these in-between stars and – Josh hits a button. In-between brown dwarfs – I'm sorry. In-between stars and planets. So – there's this uh, critical mass that has to take place. it's about fifty times the mass of Jupiter, but the funny thing is that they don't gain volume. they just become more dense. and what happens is uh, they emit an infrared spectrum instead of like you know visible light that we see, and so they come out this weird magenta color, but they don't have the critical mass to turn helium. Or to turn hydrogen to helium, but they can turn hydrogen into lithium, and so that's how they find these stars: is that they have uh, lithium lithium in them, so they find that light spectrum that lithium emits. Okay. But uh, visible stars don't have lithium; they spin they spin that like right at the beginning of their life to continue to uh, expand and become a star. Okay. So. It's really, really hard to see these things, because there's no visible light, they're just black. Well, they're just balls. dark, dense objects. They're very dense, and they're still about the size of Jupiter. The thing is, and. Which sun, I mean, like, speaking star-wise, that's not very big. No, no, that's really small. It's actually, they, uh, substellar objects is what some people have dubbed them, and then some lady dubbed them brown dwarfs in her book, and that just kind of stuck, even though they're not brown at all, they're black. But huh. do I want to call them black dwarfs because that's, that's right. actually a different classification of a dead star, which may
2: or may not exist yet. In term from time wise. Oh really? Well, the the hyp the, the hypothesized you know black dwarf mm-hmm. would have been so old
0: oh. that they're not sure if they actually exist yet. Man, I'll have to look a lot. This is fascinating to me. I'm gonna. There's so many classifications. Like
1: I'm actually looking up the classifications right now. So like we can A talk through
0: about O of stars. There there there's a different. That's, I have to look this stuff up again, cause I did this as a child. Technically
1: it's O through M, cause it's not in order. It's not in alphabetical order. They're in right. frequency order. Uh, so it goes O, B, A, F, G, K, M, which is the spectral class. Uh, O is like the blue giants, and There's- then it goes to M, which would be the red
0: giants? Yeah, and brown dwarfs, they actually started, they used L and T, if I'm not mistaken. They're not even on this list,
1: but that, okay. this is, this is the, because it hadn't been a Russell yet.
0: diagram, so it's probably kind of old. Let's see. Anyway, so uh some astrologists – I'm sorry, astrologers. Astronomers. Could, astronomers. Well, maybe maybe astrologists too. Uh They hypothesize that there could be a brown dwarf orbiting our own solar system. And they find this because of the perturbance of the outer planets. They have a strange orbit and there seems to be some type of gravitational pull. And they estimate that this thing is, uh, quite a bit more massive than Jupiter. But what we know about um, brown dwarfs is that they could be the volume of Jupiter, but still be several times more massive. So it'd be really hard to cute, see if like, it's far out in the atmosphere. Gigantic, but very light as in like weight wise. No, no, no. Very massive and heavy, as in mass. Oh, like dense. It's got yeah. High, it's very okay. high mass, okay. low size, but low volume. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I
1: thought you were saying high volume, low mass.
0: No, no, the exact opposite. Okay, I yeah. misunderstood.
1: So we were what that that chart wasn't wrong. The one I just said, it's that those were just the main sequence stars. The main sequence stars go from O to M, um, and then the other ones, the non-main sequence stars, which are just weird things that are out mm-hmm. there. Uh, go W L T Y C S and D. Uh, dwarfs are pretty much all of these are dwarfs except for the very first one.
0: We really need to revamp our classification where it's more intuitive.
2: Yeah, what's the rarest kind?
1: I'm guessing class D dwarfs, but I mean that's
0: uh, and a lot of these, like Seth said, these are um, some of them are hypothetical. They haven't necessarily been yeah. proven, but there are equations that they say, well, this is probably going to exist. A
1: class C is would might be. Not necessarily the rarest, but one of the strangest, because it's not necessarily burning. It's just a giant ball of carbon that's super dense.
0: Hmm. Okay. I didn't know about that one. That's I, weird. I just read about it. That's Okay. What, <laughs>
1: and I was like, that is really Th- there's strange.
0: There's so many... Space is strange. Like, it's not intuitive. It's just not. I, re- I read a weird article.
2: I, I think it might have... It was in Scientific America or somewhere else, but it was talking about strange, quote, objects in space, you know. And one of them was... They found what they think is a, uh, white dwarf inside of a larger star.
1: What? How would you even know that? Because of the The, way that it puts off.
2: Yeah, like the, the, they don't, they don't understand why it looks like that, but that's what
1: they think it is. Are they they sure sure that they're not looking at a white dwarf that's just like immediately in front of? I don't think that's how they (laughs) detected it. Actually, no, I guess it wouldn't work because they would be orbiting. There's also one where there
2: are two stars that are physically touching each other.
1: I saw that. That was weird. I want to see that. That
0: sounds awesome.
1: But they're at the end stage of a binary relationship to where they're about to, like, just merge. Mm. That's freaking cool. It's the first time we've ever – and that was, like, two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was pretty new. they uh, That's the first time we've ever observed, like, the end sequence of a binary – because binary stars eventually collide. Right. It takes billions and billions of years, but eventually they hit each other.
0: It's like when uh, galaxies <laughs> collide. You just see, like, this snapshot picture because, obviously, it takes a long time. Yeah. But they, they are, like, wow, that's it's beautiful.
1: Well, I mean, eventually we're going to hit Andromeda.
0: A hell of a long time. Oh, but. yeah,
1: no, it's hundreds of billions of years away, but it's still going to happen.
0: It's yeah. going to be
2: incredible if, 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 you know, the Earth isn't destroyed. But, but there's, how, I mean, there's a, the honestly... The Earth will be gone by then anyway, because yeah, I said, the, the sun, sun. will eaten
1: But if somehow, like, humans are able to hop around the, the galaxy, we we won't necessarily die, because there's so much space. Ma- like, galaxies are huge, and they're made up of billions and trillions of stars, but there's so much space between those, it's like two. Like, airy objects just kind of passing through each other and then intermingling.
2: Man. uh, It's like throwing water at a tennis racket.
1: Yeah, kind of. So, I mean, like, yes, it's gonna, they're gonna hit, but, I mean, all that mass, some of it's gonna get tossed out, and if humanity doesn't get thrown out into the blackness.
0: Speaking of catastrophes. Did you guys hear that? I think it was actually 2014, but I just read about, uh, this earthquake that happened in Pakistan, and it created an island immediately. Like, Hmm. didn't exist before, Boom! Earthquake created an island. I think that's no, I fascinating. That. Just, I mean, that's
1: cool.
2: I, I saw a video, kind of um, on. It's related to a new island, but it was a video a guy took where there was like a new volcanic island that got created, just kind oh, of that was neat. I did see that, and he just went there and spent like a week.
1: He, yeah, he spent about no, it was two weeks. He spent and just two weeks camping there. on it. Can and, you claim that? Well, no. Technically, if you're a U.S. citizen, you can claim any body of land that has bat bat or bird poop on it.
0: But I don't oh, that's right. I heard about. That. I don't think he claimed it.
2: He was just there, and like was observing all the animals that were suddenly there, and he found like a like a little sapling of a plant growing.
1: It was really cool. It was if, there was no fresh water on the island though, so because he right. brought his own, and he left when he ran out of water, is why
0: he quit. That makes sense. But if you found another island like that, nobody had claimed it. Let's just say it was brand new, and you claimed it as a new country for yourself. Would you be denouncing your U.S. citizenship? Um creating a sovereign nation is a really
1: complex uh complex process you have to get you Approval could claim by it, the you could claim it as a territory no you well yeah for to be a country you definitely have to be approved by the u n you could claim it as a territory or as a private island like just property but i mean it's it's one of those things where it's so convoluted that like you could be a U.S. citizen, go there and be like, this is my country now, haha! it's mine. And the U.S. wouldn't recognize it as a country, they would just recognize it as property owned by a U.S. citizen. Right. Um, that they wouldn't necessarily lay claim to, but they probably would want to because they would say that the Constitution applies because a U.S. citizen is there. Yeah. Um,
2: and a lot of countries would just be like, okay, no, it's actually
1: ours. Yeah, that's true. The nearest big country could say like, well, that's actually, that's ours.
0: Man, we watched that video about, you know, what's a country, what Constitutes a country. Like how many countries exist? Well, it depends on which country you ask, because some countries don't recognize others, and and yeah, Tibet. Screw the UN. My God, I'm not getting approval from the UN. Like the whole world has said, yeah, you're a country. Like, no, I'm going to live here. Like, forget you guys. I mean, it doesn't
1: really. Unless you have a population over a million, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, if you're a small island community, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. You're not doing anything on a grand scale that. Should really be considered a country. Now, like, the, the smaller island chains that have like a couple thousand to a million people on them. Yeah, totally. They need to be able to be classified as something. Uh, the thing is, what do they be classified as? Well, how do we get on this subject? This is not even close to space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So let's get back with the, the brown dwarf thing. Then. I enjoy
1: talking about this stuff. I just, listeners are probably like, what are they talking
0: about right now? But why the brown dwarf applies, uh, because the, they believe that this could possibly be that planet X in the outer portions of the solar system that we have been noticing the effects of, but we haven't been able to observe it directly. And they think that this it has this weird elliptical orbit and that it's actually been drawing closer towards the uh, inner outer parts of the solar system and has been drawing the asteroids from the asteroid belt off course because of its gravitational pull. Well, yeah,
1: we know that there's something
0: out there. We don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a planet, if it's a dwarf, if it's a... Dyson sphere.
1: It's not a Dyson sphere.
0: <laughs> so that's why they think that all these, uh, meteors have been uh, hitting the earth within the past couple of years because they, it's been an unprecedented amount of meteors that have hit the entire world over the past couple of years well, and they haven't been able to detect we have them a, straight away. We
1: have a gigantic one that's gonna be passing by us like in a couple of weeks that's enormous. Uh, it's gonna be like supposedly visible for a little bit during the day because it's so huge it's gonna be reflecting light. What? Uh but it's not near us enough to like hurt us, but it's it's definitely near us enough to go. <laughs> huh. Uh that was on I saw I don't I'll have to let me find the article real quick.
0: Yeah, definitely do that. But what is this Dyson f- sphere? You don't know what a Dyson sphere is? No. Seth, explain what a Dyson sphere is, then a we'll Dyson, go into my subject.
2: A Dyson sphere is a theoretical like uh construct where it's basically An intelligent species builds a a artificial structure around a star.
1: Okay. To harness energy. To
2: harness energy and to live in there. So, like, you, it's, you know, it'd be impossibly huge around a star to where basically the it would have to be as big as Earth's orbit, and people would like live on the surface, the inside surface.
0: I wonder if you could do that with a brown dwarf, because it'd be a lot smaller. And it would still have infrared energy if you could convert that infrared energy into, you know, electrical sources. Well, there's a, there's a lot of problems
2: with it, you know, like the problem with an atmosphere and yeah. not getting killed by radiation
0: or, <laughs> or uh, Yeah, the whole radiation issue is a big one. Well, like this whole s- thing came up. Or, this whole
1: thing came up because yeah, there is, sunbursts. there's a star, 1,500 light years away from Earth that we've been observing, uh, using the Kepler, um, this, the, uh,
2: the space telescope that's been looking for, yeah, dwar- uh, for, uh, earth-like, planet, earth-like planets. So
1: they've been observing this very small patch of sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found this star that had irregular dimmings, if like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, like, right. because every other star that has planets orbiting it dims, like, with, with some regularity. Some pattern,
2: yeah. That's, then that's how they're detected. And then. that's how
1: the stars, the planets are detected. This one doesn't. Like, it's very random and it's this it's a 20% dimming every single time so something huge yeah. is passing in front of it but it's not passing in front of it like on like a cycle of like 1600 days or something like that it's like one day it's like 20 one day it's like several thousand days it's just it's very random and that means
0: there has to be some electrical or uh it gravitational mean- force like on just outside of its viewing range that's drawing that thing well, away there are well a lot it theories. could be
2: it
1: could be a million different things the 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 most
2: like accepted one is that it's this planet, uh, this star just has a large concentration of comets,
1: like a huge, and it, I mean oh, like an no. ungodly concentration. The problem with that is, the problem with that is, is there's we would see more dimming of like bigger and smaller. Oh, but it's twenty percent. It's twenty percent every time, and that's what's weird about it. It's, it. still would
2: it still would work, but it's just. It also doesn't make sense.
1: So the thing is, though, one NASA scientist came out and he was like, "Well, like, I'm not saying it's this, but it could be a Dyson sphere," and everybody kind of just went, "Hmm, maybe." Like they all went, "Probably not, but maybe."
0: So they're watching
1: it, but for probably sure. not. But probably not. But maybe. But maybe. <laughs> that's kind of no, and that's really how it is. Like how the whole science community, because like, it's so like the
2: likelihood of this is so incredibly small, but it's still technically a possibility. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's it's something that. Did warrant, like, afterwards, uh, SETI, as well as a couple of the other, like, really big radio telescopes were, like, all told, hey, why don't you, like, check this out? And then every major, um, like, telescope on the planet got booked up, like, immediately for everybody <laughs> to kind of check out what this thing is and try and figure out, uh, what it is. And NASA called for any amateur, um, like astronomers and professional astronomers to like, everybody just help us figure out what this is because we don't know what it is. And it's whatever it is, they know it's going to change the way we look at stars. Um, that would because, be cool. And so they're pretty much like, yeah, let everybody jump on board and let's figure this out and then move on. <clears throat> but it's really quite interesting.
0: I'm ready for like a, a brand new view on how we view space or biologics or, or something, <coughs> because I, I just know that there's going to be the next new, uh, spectrum of light, like the electromagnetic world just completely opened our eyes to something new. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, just like that same level of, uh, like the next yeah. quantum leap into understanding they're, of our they're world. They're
2: starting to talk about how they think that pretty soon in the next like 15, 20 years, that's probably going to happen in physics. That. They've just seen so many weird things that don't make sense mm-hmm. that we're just going to have to completely we're gonna have to revamp, revamp right the books. everything because certain things just
1: don't work outside of Earth. One thing that is interesting to me is that – and I also posted this on our podcast uh, site for – not for the listeners, for us. Um,
0: sorry, listeners. You're not, you're not in the elite, uh, Black Mesa. We have
1: a, we have a website. It's a Facebook page, not a website. We have a Facebook page. (laughs) It sounds cool when I say website, but it's not. We have a Facebook page that we post articles to. That way we can be like, hey, let's talk about this this week. Um, but one of the things I posted was about them finally proving that quantum locking when things are observed happens. Like, they, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Like, they tested it, replicated it, tested it again, replicated it again. This happens which
0: still what
1: no one understands it but they're <laughs> like hey it, it does happen. And so that is uh whenever for for the listeners and for Seth who's looking confused. Um I'm not looking confused. Oh, you were you were like I was, contemplation. I, I was trying to remember something different I read. <laughs> oh, you just look so confused. Cuz I was trying to remember it. Gotcha. He's
0: been a little constipated, he's.
1: Um so what 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 they're That's talking that, about yeah, is yeah, that look right there. Whenever matter is observed, certain electrons don't move like they refuse to do anything. But when they're not observed, they move around freely. Uh So if you're a Doctor Who fan, think of the Weeping Angels, how like when they're observed, they don't move. When
0: they aren't observed, they do move. That kind of thing. Oh, my God. Are we creating Weeping Angels? Like Potentially? Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> like you had this thing just sitting there and then you look away. It's closer to you. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, what else does that? There's another show where something – where things do that. Um Uh, Mario, when you, the, the ghost. The The ghost, yeah, ghost. Same thing. Quantum locked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Mario is so smart. It's It's way beyond its time.
1: It's prophetic in its, in its nature.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now now I'm trying to think of the other thing you were talking about with the. The Dyson sphere? No, the things that get stuck when you're observing them. I can't remember what it is.
1: Oh, I don't know. I was talking about in video games and movies and stuff. Not in like. Well, I know,
2: but it it was, it was another thing in like video games and movies. Gotcha. But if it's a Dyson Sphere, that'd be crazy.
1: That
0: would be insane. Um,
2: It's, I mean, it's postulated that even, like, the most advanced species might not be able to do something like that.
0: Let's just say it is a Dyson Sphere. Would we ever know? Because I'm pretty sure the government wouldn't tell us. Well, no. Actually, I think they would.
1: Um, I think the next big announcement is going to be like, hey, we found life. Um, I don't think it's going to be, like, intelligent life. But I think the next big announcement from, like... Like, the change of the world isn't gonna be what you were talking about, which is gonna be a spectrum, mm-hmm. or like a new, a new electromagnetic spectrum type thing. I think it's gonna be like, oh crap.
2: Complex multicellular life can't exist on other planets. Yeah. And like,
1: it's, I think we're gonna find it on Mars first, and then that's gonna blow everyone's minds because it's in our own backyard, and if it's in two planets, in one little part of the, like, galaxy,
0: there's a good
1: possibility it's in other
0: places. And then, what if the microbes we put on Mars ourselves, just because that's it happens when you yeah, send no, stuff up definite, there. Yeah, no, we definitely, we definitely have brought micro. But to Mars. what if they themselves terraform Mars for us? That would take a
1: long time. It would. I don't. But think what if it doesn't? I don't think it's possible Um because most of the stuff we took to Mars is dead. Um, because what like because of the thin atmosphere and the Just inhospitable. Radiation. Um, but the stuff that lives, you know, maybe I don't know. There is water. We know there's like liquid water. There's up to a quart per square foot. So I mean. Why not? You know. <laughs> and if we ever get to, uh.
2: Science. Uh, if we ever drill down in, like, Europa and insulatus. insulatus.
1: Dude, insulatus is so small. But it's the, smaller than the moon. The, the problem with insulatus is that that ice is so deep. My thing is, it's so tiny. Like, it's, it could fit inside of Australia. It is tiny. Is it that small? Yeah, Man. it's, it's, it's slightly smaller than Pluto, and Pluto is slightly bigger
0: than Australia. Yeah, that, and that's why, I'm totally for Pluto not being a planet. Because no, I am too, but I
1: don't think Jupiter and Uranus and Neptune should be planets either.
0: Because it, they, they talked about its uh, its perturbance doesn't have really any effect on those outer planets, and that's how they qualified certain planets, that their gravitational size actually had an effect well, on other planets. the other big
1: part is that if you include Pluto, you have to include about 40 other things, right. including moons. Um, and then. But I really think there should be three classifications of planets. I think there should be... Terra, gas, and dwarf. Like Terra would be Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Right. Um, Gas would be the gas planets, and then dwarf would be everything else.
2: Would Titan? Be, Titan would be considered
1: a planet. Titan would be considered a Terra. Yeah, but it's well, a moon because cons- it's orbiting a larger object. But if it
0: wasn't or- orbiting a larger
1: object, yes, it right.
0: Would. If it, if it wasn't because it's not orbiting the sun itself yeah, directly. Titan
1: is what the same size as Mars.
0: Uh I think it's a little, probably a little smaller.
1: To the same. Size. Hang on. We'll look it up. Yeah. We'll keep talking while
2: I do that. But, you know, it's got fully realized surface and atmosphere, and, I mean, it's all methane, but still. That's
0: what, they they think Pluto, which is, you know, very methane-based, they think Pluto might have been a moon of Saturn at one point that kind of flung out into the distance. Hmm. And so it's just an interesting theory, and... The the whole asteroid belt, I still honestly think it was a planet beforehand. I, I'm I'm pretty big into that theory. Could have been a bunch of planets. Or yeah, it could have been a
1: bunch of planets. <laughs> okay, so Titan is not as big as Earth. I'm sorry about that, I misspoke. But it is pretty it's it's bigger than the moon. Um so you know. It would take be that it would be well.
2: like a dwarf planet. Uh
1: yeah. I mean it's about <laughs> the same size as Mercury.
0: So. Oh, so it probably would be a planet. See, Pluto's, so, yeah, Pluto's a lot smaller. So. Well, Mercury is really tiny as well. Let's see. Compared to Mercury. Search. I yeah, have something. I love that you can just
1: Google image this. You know, our generation... Yeah, okay, so... Go ahead. Yeah, so Titan, if we're considering Mercury a planet, then Ganymede and Titan are very similar to the same size. Okay. So, so if actually- they were
0: directly orbiting the sun, then yes.
1: Ganymede and Titan are both bigger than than Mercury.
2: So if they were orbiting on their own, they would be planets.
1: Yes. But you could fit Pluto inside of both of all those. So that's how small Pluto is. Yeah. It's pretty much just an
0: asteroid floating around.
1: Well, I mean it's it's bigger than that. It's it's very spherical. Like it's it's not it's planet shaped. It's just not, it's not in the right. It
0: looks like one, but it's not one. It's just so tiny. It is kind of lopsided. It's not really completely spherical. Have you seen the pictures? Are, I you, guess? Sure, are you
2: sure you're not thinking of
1: Charon?
0: Yeah, Charon is very lopsided.
2: But like, like Pluto's,
0: Pluto's, Pluto's Pluto. moon thing? Yeah. Pluto is pretty, pretty round.
2: And there's like more of them out, you know, on the, that go further out than Pluto and Charon?
0: Yeah. Well, I, okay, I would say Pluto is basically round, but it's not like, <laughs> well, it's it, not it's round like Earth. Round. If you're looking is round.
2: at that, that logic, then Earth is not round either.
0: No, we're elliptical. No, I was going to say that Earth is more round than, well, yes, we are elliptical, but I was saying we're more round than Pluto is because it's, anyways, it doesn't really matter. All in all, it doesn't matter. We just, differ in opinions on what the definition of round is round is round chase is it yes so at what point do you make a hill of beans you have one bean two three four what's the statistical
2: uh, like you know measurement of what makes a hill because once what, you reach that side that's a hill of beans
0: we don't know like there's just different no, there, every, there are opinions.
2: classifications of what a
0: hill is you like. can make classifications just like we made classifications of planets and people are still pissed about that classification I'm I'm not. not, I'm not saying... Samantha, she hates that Pluto's not a planet. She rants them at it all the time. I just... It's
2: it's not a planet.
0: Well, yeah, according to this specific classification of perturbances. And when you
2: look at it, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense that it's not a planet anymore. It's it's really small. It's smaller than a lot of moons. Yeah. So why would that be considered a planet? Just because it's orbiting by itself? And it's got that
0: strange, very elliptical orbit that is not like any of the other... Planets, which means that this elliptical orbit could be caused by some other larger object outside of it, which is this planet X or, we've or been searching for. Or just, however, it
2: entered the uh, the solar system. If now. it was,
0: yeah, flung off at a weird angle of Saturn, or it entered from the outer Kuiper Belt in yeah, a strange fashion, like
2: moving very fast, came in at a weird angle, and yeah. it's just in that orbit.
0: Where I think sure. it's so cool that it's not it, at the time it wasn't always the ninth planet. Like in a few thousand years, it'll be the eighth planet, just because of the way it's orbit is, it would be inside of Neptune, Hmm. inside of that orbit.
2: That would be cool, I guess.
0: So I'm just kind of, if there is a giant Planet X out there that is causing the pulling in of, you know, maybe asteroids from the Kuiper Belt or asteroids from the... Nibiru. uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, when I was looking this up, there was so much Nibiru stuff going on. I, I was having a hard time finding like legitimate people talking about this. There are legitimate people talking about it, but most of them are just like, it's Nibiru! That's it! We're all dying! And I was like, what's just, could it possibly just be a crazy planet that comes in like in ancient history that has caused catastrophes because it warps the orbits and everything? Can it be? Yes. Will it be? Probably not. Well, no. I'm just saying, like, there could be a natural explanation for like, okay, Mars in every culture is a a signal of doom. Like in ancient cultures, it's a bad omen. When Mars is in a certain thing, it's bad because, uh, like like when Mercury Mercury goes into retrograde and stuff like that, where everybody's like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I. They just Mars is an omen yeah. of doom. I don't know why, that's just what ancient cultures decided, and there's probably a point in time, they say, where the orbits were slightly different, and that uh, Mars could have perhaps gotten closer to Earth than we think, and totally warped uh, the orbits and caused catastrophes and floods, perhaps, and that's the same thing that they think that this other planet could have done, and it's interesting, so... Everybody knows the biblical well, not everybody. The biblical story of Joshua, where the the sun stood so, still. Yeah, like you pointed
1: at me when you said that. Like, <laughs> Joshua, Joshua did like it. It was this guy. Did it?
0: Was that not you? No, it's In the not it. incarnation. No. Okay, different guy. All right. Well, at the same time, there's actually uh, a Chinese called the shortest day. So it the the Chinese are actually one of the oldest cultures to, uh or the most ancient culture to track the stars and the yeah. Uh, the, well, that we still have around. Right, but they just so happen within the same century time frame. It's not the exact date, but we have really problems with dating past like the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, it gets pretty pretty hairy. Yeah, so, but they have around the same century this day that is strange. This, in Chinese culture, this l- shortest day and then in what would have been Israel would have been the longest day. Sun stood still for like an extra 12 hours or something like that. Yeah. So... Perhaps something happened, we don't know, that caused the the orbit of the Earth to change, or in fact the rotation of the Earth could have been thrown off as well. Hmm. How would it correct itself, though? That's my question. That is a good question. The problem is scientists currently are still in the mainstream thinking that everything happens very gradually, but we're starting to see... Like Randall Carlson talks about the uh, catastrophic view of the universe. Yeah. Where's actually. Dude, I love
1: Randall Carlson. There are giant
0: events. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Giant catastrophic events happen. Yeah. And that's what changes our Earth instead of these small micro changes. Like the biggest things are perhaps asteroids that hit or a super volcano or a a near pass by of another comet or a planet. Planet or rogue something that flies through the. Solar system, which they they currently think that perhaps a giant asteroid hit the uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and they think that the Gulf of Mexico is actually a, just a giant crater, and it's very round except for one part that looks like a landslide from like the Louisiana section just kind of slid. Oh into yeah, it. no, I've seen what
1: you're talking about. Yeah, when you look at it, and I mean, even looking at it from just like a,
0: looking at a map, it does look very strange. And they think that could have actually broken. The crust of the Earth, and caused what we call these fault lines. Now they think that perhaps the Earth was one solid crust at one time, and it broke it like an eggshell. I don't think so,
1: because then that wouldn't explain. I mean, tectonics. We have pretty good evidence that tectonics have been active for hundreds of millions of years. That's the thing. Like, unless it happened like
0: way before, like when the Earth was still red hot and nothing was there. There's a lot of good evidence for a lot of things. That's the that's the problem. Is we have so many. Like Seth was saying, these contradicting aspects of our understanding of well, the earth. It's just like anything else. When
1: you have, say if you had four people putting together a puzzle, um, that has four different pictures on it, mm-hmm. but it's all one, like, collage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person's gonna say one thing, another person's gonna say another thing, like, oh, well, it's a car, no, it's a building, no, it's a tree, no, it's a dog. When really, it's all of those things in, oh. like, one collage. And we just don't have the information. <laughs> Uh, to put all the puzzle to put it all together. together, yeah, because we're missing crucial pieces. We're missing those parts along the edges that connect them.
0: There is one one theory uh, that the Himalayas were actually caused by this uh, asteroid that hit the Gulf of Mexico, because it would be uh, at the angle at which the asteroid hit would have hit a compression wave and <clears throat> sent it shocking throughout the other oh, side, causing of the like Earth. a tectonic. Like, shift. Mm-hmm. A really, and so a really that, big shift that the Himalayas could have been caused catastrophically instead of, uh, only by tectonic shifts. I think tectonic my, shifts are still happening. My problem with that theory is that we have,
1: we see layers mm-hmm. where the earth is like different weathering from different epochs, you know, um, different ages. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can see that evident. And I would be, I don't know anything about the Himalayas, so I can't say that like, that would be there. But I feel like
0: if it was all just one layer that was just suddenly shot up. Well, they're not just saying one layer. So, like, you would have the layer, and then all the Uh, layers shot up, not just, like, that top layer or something. It would hmm. be all the layers. And that's why, they, you know, that we do find, like, in the Rocky Mountains here in the U.S., we find crustaceans that would be at the bottom of the ocean. So we know at one point, at least, that this part of the Earth was... Yeah, well, no, I
1: mean, we know that Oklahoma was underwater at some point mm-hmm. because we found we find like, trilobites and not trilobites. Trilobites weren't on land also. I thought so. Uh, <laughs> uh, nautilus? Nautilus. We find, like, nautilus shells yeah, and yeah. other stuff. Which, which is so
0: crazy that they still exist. Not. I was
1: about to say, nautilus are, like, the most insane animal to me.
0: Are they, like, the oldest creature probably? Potentially. Uh, I've heard uh, that coelacamps or sturgeons are also up there.
1: Also. Certain jellyfish. Yeah. Also. Which a
0: coelacamp, they... They thought was dead, but they actually found some, right? Yeah, like about ten years ago. Or Extinct, ago. I should say. Yeah, yeah it, it was, it was like in the
1: eighties. Was it? It was like nineties. Like
2: it was I either thought. the late eighties or early nineties. They're a they cool looking
1: fish. fish. I'm just going to put that out there. They're I just know cool that looking. it was during my lifetime, and I was like, well, weird. No, I was like, old enough to realize, like, that's pretty interesting. And it was in
2: J- off the coast of Japan. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, I mean, there's also like giant squid. We found out those exist when everybody thought that was a myth for a long time, and and, and there's evidence that there's like these super giant squid as well. Yeah, which I would. Just say it's probably just a bigger squid, like it's. Right. But still, like it's crazy. Random side note,
2: speaking of jellyfish, that they're like biologically immortal? Some, not all. Like some can be. Same they're, with lobsters.
0: They actually have, yeah, there's several species that they say they don't die of age, they die from all other types of things. They're like the, the elves in Lord of the Rings. They don't die of old age, they just die from the sword or disease. Yeah, or well, something. they're,
1: cause it, and it's a. Yeah, they're immortal, essentially. Um, they don
2: 't have the like the biological triggers to like cause their cells to degrade like the, people do the
1: problem with the definition immortal is people think Hollywood has made the phrase immortal into something that it 's not, so immortal and indestructible are not one and the same. Uh, you have these jellyfish that are for all intents and purposes immortal. you have lobsters for all intents and purposes like that the are size immortal.
0: of houses like these jellyfish mm. are freaking huge yeah the they 're
1: massive, and they just don 't Die. They just keep living because they can revert their cells to
0: an earlier stage of life, which is insane. They also don't even have like a brain or a central nervous system. They're just, no. They just – No. lobsters have, do. They don't have but, those yeah, genetic yeah.
2: triggers.
1: Lobsters like, are we- – like great. jellyfish, as stupid as the statement might be, it doesn't surprise me that jellyfish are practically immortal because they're basically just giant weird cells that move around. Yeah. But lobsters, that's crazy because that's an actual animal. Yeah. That can live for – Ever, until
0: something eats it or kills it, Which, or a disease gets it. This is part of the reason why I don't fully buy into the telomere theory of humans. Like your telomeres shorten, and then you die when they get to a certain shortness. What the because, hell are you talking about? Oh, uh, uh, telomeres are these uh, stray bits of DNA that actually hang off of your main chain of DNA. Oh, okay. And so what happens is they found a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know, because I don't know where you're going with this. So okay what they just say is as you age they tend to shorten that's the that's the pattern that goes through it they they shorten they're like oh well telomeres determine how long you're going to live but if that was the case they could go into a jellyfish or this uh lobster and be like oh uh their telomeres don't shorten and that would have been an easy answer but they haven't come out with that answer so i think that Has anybody thought to look at that? I'm sure someone has. I would hope so. I mean that seems like very basic thing for like a geneticist like they would know about that. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, it's just a uh, – it just so happens to shorten as you age and it's not necessarily the determinant of your age. Being immortal is kind of romanticized
1: by Hollywood and by all these things. But right. Would you would, want to? No, it would be terrible. I would – I mean live for like a couple thousand years. That sounds awesome to me. Living to be – just for infinite years, like as long as you don't get destroyed somehow, that sounds terrible because at some point you're going to fall in a hole and not be able to get out of that.
2: Well, the thing is, you're I'm talk- just saying that's
1: what happens. <laughs> oh, it's like that but you're, type of but you're talking
2: about if it's, oh, cuz like if it's the kind of immortal we just talked about, then if you fall fall in that hole, you could very well just fall in that hole, break your neck and die.
1: Yes, but what if you
0: don't?
2: you Are talking about being like
0: I guess technically invincible. you would invincible. St- you could starve to death though. Right. Because if these starve to death, bleed to death, just get a disease from an open wound while you're down there or Yeah. Okay.
2: You could, you could die just like any person, just not of age.
0: Right.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, say you fell into a like a deep crevasse that has like water supply and then like its own small biodiverse ecosystem where you could eat. Like, you're just so stuck there. hollow earth. Sort of. Just like say like a big, <laughs> big trench that is just too high to get out of on some remote planet because you've lived that long.
2: Also, think about how it would kind you're of s- it would kind of suck to be immortal like that because you know everybody hopes you know, that I want to die. You know in my bed when i'm an old person oh, yeah. just you know go to sleep and not wake up you that wouldn't happen to you you'd either die of a disease or die in like an accident and it would just
0: yeah be no a, something something has to end you like if you were actually invincible and like you just uh you know fell in this crevasse and you live forever and ever that would be my definition of hell like i'm just by myself yeah me too oh my gosh me too
1: uh, there's a really funny webcomic and where, my thoughts um there's, there's this
0: poetry to myself
1: there's a really funny webcomic where there's this little uh like spaceman drifting in space and like you can see in the background there's an exploding uh like space shuttle Okay. and like he's not around me yeah, yeah. and he's like god help me god help me and like satan pops up in like a puff of smoke and he's like god's busy what do you need and he's like i don't want to die and he's like immortality granted and then like just disappears and he's like that's not what i meant
0: <laughs> and like he grows his hair in the space suit and, yeah like, and then it's like you can't see anything it's just it's hair disgusting
1: Yep. It made me laugh. It was one of those morbid little comics. I,
0: yeah, it actually disturbed me a little bit. I was like, "Oh, gross! Like that's so real. I don't like it." <laughs> that's what immortality would be like.
2: But I read a read an article about like if you were immortal, like in uh, a show where you can't die of disease, you can't be killed by anything mm-hmm. really. How that would be terrible because you would eventually get trapped somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's you what I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay,
2: I thought well, not just like that, but you're in a a building that collapses. And you get stuck in the rubble. Just
1: law of large numbers. At some yeah. point, you're going to get point, stuck in something. you'll be
2: trapped in something for either, you know, for just like thousands and thousands of years. It's
0: like Genie in the Lamp. Yeah. 10,000
1: years! And you would go insane. Or if at some you're some a point. space traveler, like say you live long enough to be like amongst a, spa- a space people. At some point, if you're living forever, you're going to be trapped out in space. Like it's just going to happen. Something there's going to be some sort of accident and you're going to be stuck. And the rest of the crew is going to die and you're just going to be there. Which is like
0: My planet blew up eventually and I've been floating in space for about uh three and a half billion years and I arrived at the uh, next star finally.
1: I read a thing... to proceed to fall into?
0: <laughs> no! I read a thing Suck.
1: about if... Uh, someone posted on Reddit, like if there was horror movies made or if humanity was made up comprised of immortals, uh what would be... Like what would our horror movies be? Because like, slasher films wouldn't be a thing because you wouldn't die. Yeah, no one, no one would be afraid just of that. Be all like, alone, like, I got stabbed <laughs> a bunch. Who cares? He lived. Um. So yeah, everybody was saying that the uh horror movies would be like being trapped out in space, like without with zero motion to drift, like that
0: kind of thing. That would be a very unclimactic movie, though. Oh yeah, it'd be boring as oh, all get know It's just a two-hour film of staring at a dude floating in space. This is terrifying. <laughs> Hello. hello, it would just be flashbacks, oh yeah, yeah, that's
1: how you keep it interesting.
2: you just need one of those life alert buttons
0: <laughs> uh
1: someone pointed out like at some point you would figure out that it would take you ages, but you could like pull like slowly using your fingernails pick your legs off until you like pulled your leg off and then throw it to give you some slight momentum oh yeah, um, yeah. and then you would be but it would be it would be such a like minimal oh absolutely also you wouldn't have a leg yeah and so they said like they kept talking about how eventually you get down to just one arm because you would have like pulled the other leg off and your arm <laughs> you
0: couldn't pull off your arm and can so you yeah throw, you couldn't can, can you, you throw, th- throw your head
2: <laughs> and it just goes and...
0: oh man that would be crazy. that'd be the first thing if you just pulled your head off and then well threw the thing it. is though
1: your body wouldn't be able like once it detached that spine it would just be like but you're immortal but oh, you're, you're yeah. immortal but you have no signal to like tell the body what well, to do. Well, you would
0: bleed to death if you pulled your leg off. But the, th-
2: the thing they wouldn't the- bleed, though. They're immortal. The body would just be floating there, so your head would have to do all the work, but it can't talk because it doesn't have lungs. Go cords or lungs yeah.
1: anymore. So it's not like you go,
0: <laughs> like, blow yourself away. But you're in a spacesuit anyway, so it wouldn't matter. This is the dumbest conversation. <laughs> and yet we're having it. Being immortal is definitely not possible. We have just proven that. Actually, speaking of immortality, there is uh, a lot of geneticists are focusing on genetic manipulation to, of course, like uh, expand lifespans. Yeah. And also, the ultimate goal, they're trying to get there by 2045, is to – the steps are to lengthen your age, to uh, create synthetic brains.
1: Ooh, terrible.
0: And then after they can uh, make synthetic brains, they want to find a way – to make holographic bodies where we exist inside of computer systems and we have holographic bodies that we use as our, I guess, surrogate bodies. Avatars. Yeah, as as our avatars. Everything about
1: what you just said sounds terrible. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, it's a, no, I'm saying it's a bad thing. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I think So, so. I don't want that. Lengthening lives, on one hand, I'm like, that's cool. I want to live longer. But on the other hand, I don't want other people too, not for selfish reasons <laughs> but because like we would have like such a bad like population problem like by the way uh china just revoked their one child birth policy you know
0: why no because they were going to go under because just like our little social security ponzi scheme that the younger generation wasn't there, there wasn't enough of the younger generation to pay taxes to pay for the older people to live and so they're like oh crap Yeah, they're like, oh, we totally shot ourselves in the foot. So either you have to allow the younger generation to grow or you have to genocide old people. So.
1: (laughs) And they, they're going to be the old people, the ones making the rules. (laughs) So they're like, well, I don't want to be murdered. Yeah. Um, Mm. but that's, that's a big deal though, because they're the biggest country. They have the most people. And the reason that we've like maintained, not maintained, we're still escalating rapidly Mm -hmm. in population. Oh yeah. But the reason it's been like, Semi-controlled escalation is because China's had that rule. And now that that's gone, I'm going to say that we're going to skyrocket. Like, we're at, what, 8 billion people now? No, no, we're at, like, 7.3. I thought we were at, like, 7.8,
0: 7.9. No, definitely not. Okay. Well, then I'm going to say we're going to be at, like, 12 billion people by... I think they said 20... Like, 2025 will be at, like, 8 billion or something.
1: I'm going to say by 2050 we're going to be at, like, 12. And it's going to be a problem. I'll be pretty old by then, so I don't know if I'll care. <laughs> but that's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Um, the other problem I have with what you said um, about the holograms and the brains and stuff is one, just synthetic brains freak me out because you don't have control over the end product of what your mind would be. Um, so if you have a synthetic brain that you're uploading a current biological consciousness they into... They could
0: upload software into your brain Yeah, or basically. Something.
1: like the, Since your mind would be put into essentially... Like a program, you no longer have final say on what your mind is, what that final product is. Like,
2: intended or otherwise. You know, they may may not have any intention to change anything about you. That doesn't mean it won't happen.
1: Well, because there's no way to necessarily stop that from happening, because you can't create a blank slate that perfectly emulates the mind. Well, they might be able to eventually. That's
0: what they're hoping. They say, well, obviously we don't have the technology now, but they expect that uh, knowledge is going to increase enough that by that time... We'll be able to do these things or at least be on the way to process these things. And that's very well something like that. But,
1: but they me, have also
0: to, but. in this genetic engineering, they're finding out that, well, you know, humans have flaws, obviously. What? I mean, just, just like physical flaws themselves that they think they could help out. Like our eyes aren't the best eyes, you know, like that. That little, contact lens. That, that shrimp can see like. A million times. The rainbow shrimp. Not, not a million more, a million no, times. Man, mantis shrimp, mantis shrimp. Yeah, the mantis shrimp, sorry. Colors that we can see. So they're like, well, we could implant that DNA into humans so we could see better. Also, well, we find a, uh, a species that doesn't have eye problems, like, you know, glaucoma forming or the, uh, retinas detaching. So they yeah. implant those genes into it.
2: Or, or like the naked mole rats that cannot get cancer. Yeah, just
0: can't. Right. So they're, they're talking about uh, genetically altering babies inside the womb where they implant these genes that's into them. And I, I – yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't like no. that. No. I don't like it. No.
1: I don't like parents being able to decide the gender of their baby. Or eye color or anything or eye co- I don't like any of that no. um, because that's that's too close to eugenics to, for me. And that, that I don't – anything with the word eugenics in it, I'm just like, Mm-mm, get
0: away from that, whatever yeah. you're doing. The, the things that people don't talk about is that Darwin was a huge eugenics uh, proponent. He was all for trying to make an elite species of humans. Well, okay. In in
1: theory... It's just weird. In theory, it's not that bad. The problem is you have all of us hanging out that aren't that elite. And yeah, that's so, so we would
0: be the... No, that's it's, what I'm saying. Like, who gets to decide who gets to live and who gets let's to die? Exactly. And I don't think that's let's, a let's
2: look. Let's be... I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Let's look from... Just a purely survival of the species. No, that's standpoint. what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's not. There's, I, there's no. There's every reason for us
1: to want to make to ourselves better. create
2: a better human, right? From a just a purely survival evolutionary standpoint, we want to be the best possible. So, and if that can be done pre-birth. That makes Well, it that's all the obviously easier. the best time to but do it. But who gets
0: it? to decide? You'd have to at least make it a free choice, like, yeah, I'll kill myself, or I'll kill my parents, or I'll kill my son. And it's like, <clears throat> well... There's a difference, but but that's not the
2: argument that's being made. The it? argument that's being made is changing things before that would even need to happen. You know, changing a child to be genetically perfect mm. once they're born, which, you know, I mean, it gets into the whole, uh what's it called?
1: Morality? <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking of,
2: I'm thinking of Ethics. that. I'm thinking of a movie. Um, the one. I'm not very familiar at all. I can't give oh, anything. Oh, you
1: are talking uh, with, uh, Gattaca. Yeah, as I say, with Ethan Hawke. Gattaca. Never seen it. Oh, movie, dude, it's so good. It's a movie about. Oh my gosh. Like a future Watch where it.
2: there's that exactly thing happened. Okay. You know? People were genetically engineered bef- pre-birth to be perfect. Okay. And, uh, it's about a guy who, you know. Isn't. Isn't, he's, he's got really because bad eyesight, the, he's got well, the thing asthma. Is, and,
1: well, the thing is, you have the class that have been, like, engineered to be perfect, mm-hmm. but there's so many people on earth that there's no way that they could do that for everybody. And so you still have this, like, people, regular people who couldn't afford it or whatever, having babies that
0: aren't special. Isn't there a weird graphic novel about genetic engineering that you let me borrow? Like, he wakes up in the future and he's normal, but everybody else is, like, part animal, human, and, uh, it was some comic book oh, series. Oh, oh, uh,
1: and he didn't wake up in the future. He just, that just was. It's trans-metropolitan, Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That wasn't, he didn't wake up in the future. He just went to the mountains because he hated. I couldn't remember. Humanity. It's been a long time. Yeah. That's a good series too. People
2: are like turning themselves into animals and
0: clouds of data,
2: uploading, uploading themselves into computers.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it's was such a good book. It was freaking weird. Like, and I don't know. I like to like the movie you're talking about. It's interesting to have somebody play out this scenario to see what they think it would be like. You should definitely watch Gattaca. Yeah, you two a,
1: listeners, it is fantastic. Because
2: he's like trying to h- pretend that he's perfect.
1: Well, it's because he takes... I don't remember which one, Ethan Hawke or the other guy. It, one it of them takes Ethan the other one's place. Ethan
2: Hawke takes the place of... Uh, is it Ian McGregor? No, it's not Ian McGregor. It's... Um, I forget who it is. Hang on. I'll look it But up. he... There was this guy who was genetically perfect, but he was in an accident, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm,
1: which is a bad deal for them.
2: For them. So, I mean, and he was already very wealthy, and Ethan Hawke comes to him, and... They, he takes his identity with his permission. Oh, okay. To, uh. Because they look alike. Because they look a lot alike and he pays them. And, this is
0: familiar now, yeah. And
2: they, he's trying to get to this planet. I no, mean, it's not, is a planet or is a colony? I don't remember. But the whole thing is he's trying to leave the earth and get to this place mm-hmm. called Gattaca that they send these, these people to, like they train him and How do spell Gattaca? I don't know. <laughs> but
0: i don't think it's and like a traditional he has, word. he has to get
2: this other guy's blood all the time and his urine and like all these stuff all the stuff and pretend like he's not in pain or whatever. It's Jude Law. It's Ethan Hawke it's Jude, Jude Law. Law who look nothing alike in real life. They made the it work in the movie though.
0: They did. It was weird.
2: And it's it's a really good movie like he's trying to pretend to be perfect.
0: No, that's pretty interesting. But while you were playing uh Devil's Advocate with like, you know, we want to push the survival of the species, uh the thing is the people at the top don't necessarily go about it ethically like it's not a free will type of thing. Like even in the US oh, itself, we already had sixty five thousand US citizens euthanized. I'm sorry, not euthanized. Sterilized, sterilized. Sterilized. So that is like who gets to decide that? Like if somebody unwittingly sterilizes Are you talking me, about
1: eugenics in the forties?
0: Well, yeah, it's it's been, you know, the 40s and before that, there were proponents of eugenics, and that was part of. Hitler's no, 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 no. I'm
1: talking about when the U.S., like in New
0: York, that small group of researchers
1: sterilized like 200,000 people.
0: Oh, I didn't hear about that large group, but I know 65,000. That's the thing I heard about. They did. And it was mostly black people, I think. Yeah, well, that
1: same thing in New York. It was uh they were giving out free flu shots. I'm holding up air quotes, people. Oh, uh, right, listeners. Yeah. They were giving out free flu shots to the poor. And uh they were – it was just a test to sterilize it them. It was like chemical castration. Yeah, that's what well, it was. Well, yeah, because
0: cause they were – their thought process wasn't perfect because they thought if you eliminate the poor, uh, they can't repopulate, then the poor won't exist anymore. But unfortunately, we see that that's not the case. Like rich people just ruin their lives and they become poor and poor people better their lives and become rich. Like there's this constant flux and I think the poor and the rich will always be here. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where – People just decide that yeah. The I'm middle class be... might not always be here though. No, that's true. <laughs> that, <laughs> just that saying that is true. But we've definitely always had poor and rich. I will definitely say that.
1: Well, yeah, that's how it's always been. That's how it's always gonna be. Um, there, well, there always is a middle class. It just depends on how big it is. Yeah, valid point. Because um,
2: there's always something in the middle. We
1: have ten minutes left. There was something I wanted to talk about earlier that we didn't get to talk Let's about. Do it. Um, did you guys know that Earth has a second moon? No. What? Yeah, see, that's what, that's how everybody reacts when I say that, cause they're like, what? It, we do, we have, and we discovered it in 2010. Um, like, we've known it was there, but we didn't know exactly what it was. Um, and what it is, is it's a moon, it's a, it's a... Alien spaceship. No. It's basically a g- giant rock. So it's a little <laughs> smaller than Earth's moon. It's not that big, and it's a lot farther away. Okay. And so, Earth, okay, it's like, it's spelled really weird, it's like, Ganapia geno- Ganopia. Seth's looking it up right now, aren't you? It's called... Gruthine. Gna- Gruthine, yeah.
2: C. It starts with a C. Gruthine? N- cr- C-R-U-I-T-H-N-E.
1: Gruthine. Cr- anyway, <laughs> so, like, imagine the sun, okay? Yes. And then imagine the Earth orbiting it, okay? Okay. So, think of another small object in between the Earth and the sun, closer to Earth than the sun, that's out orbiting with the Earth, but going around the Earth while also going around the sun. And it's just the second moon that we have that doesn't really affect us much because it's far, too far out. I'm sorry. Out.
0: How does it orbit the earth and the sun at the same time?
1: I'll show you. I'll show you a diagram of the, of the model. And listeners, I'll put the link in the description. Um, but it's just crazy weird. Uh, and that we didn't know, especially because we didn't know it
0: existed, um, until recently. Hang on a second. Cause to me, that just sounds like another planet that orbits in the opposite direction.
1: No, and I'll show you and you'll see more.
0: All right. It's because it's caught – it's affected by Earth, and it does go way the heck out. Okay. There you go. It has a weird orbit. Okay, folks, I'm looking at this. So we have Cruthane.
1: I think it's not necessarily orbiting us. I think it's the fact that it's pulled by our gravity that causes it to be so considered a moon So it looks like
0: it's so far out from us that it has this massive el- – mildly elliptical orbit but it's kind of like a it almost looks like a kidney bean yes it's it's a kidney orbit because yeah yeah. it definitely gets pulled by other gravitations but it it most definitely orbits the earth but it gets so affected by other it looks like it's so far out that
1: when it gets to its farthest point the sun starts pulling in a certain direction but then it's on it's stuck in a cycle to where the earth comes back around by that point and catches it again
0: its diameter is like a fourth Of the Earth's uh, revolution around the sun. So its orbit is massive. Yeah, it's definitely huge. I'd like to know what the object size is itself.
1: Uh, I can show you. And listeners, I'll try and put that in the description as well. Cruthane is what it's called. Let's see. Size. It's
0: a strange thing that we would just discover that in 2010. I I looked it up, and it wasn't
2: 2010. It was 2001.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Still. I Maybe mean, in 2010 they found uh, – the article I was reading said something about a discovery in 2010. Maybe they just found something about how it rotates because hmm. yeah. I didn't read the whole article.
2: I'm guessing until then we thought it was probably just like a large asteroid or The something.
1: Cruthane orbit orbits the sun about one year, but it takes 770 years of the series to complete the horseshoe-shaped movement around the Earth. That's crazy. Okay, um, I'm trying to find its size. That's
0: that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen.
1: I didn't know it was real. Like, I, when, I read it on, uh, it was discovered in 1986, October 10th. 10 days after I was born. That's weird. My god. Um, nine days after I was born, sorry. Okay, so it is, orbital period is 1 AU. That doesn't, that's length, not time. Um, I'm trying to find, it says dimensions 5 KM. 5 kilometers?
0: So it must be 5 kilometers, uh, in diameter.
1: Rotational period, it rotates at 27.31 Earth hours. Absolute magnitude 15.6? I think that's brightness. Oh, yeah, that would be, because there's an H next to it, so. Anyway, crazy weird thing. We have a second moon. Uh. Yeah. And we do have, uh, what they call temporary satellites. Which are things that get caught in the orbit and orbit us for, you know, they can be up to a thousand years, but are eventually going to be thrown out.
0: Thrown out or fall to Earth, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and those are called temporary satellites. Uh, but Kruthane is like just this weird second moon that we've had forever, apparently. That It's
2: kind of a moon, but it's kind of not. It's, no, it's a moon. It's, well, I, I, I mean, it's I, I, a, it's I, a, I, an, I looked at a thing just now, it said it's incorrectly called the second moon. Really? But, there doesn't seem to be an agreement about they that. They call it just
0: like probably just a strange satellite that orbits the Well
1: Earth. what I read is that it was probably at some point just a big old asteroid yeah. that was going along yeah. and then just got was the wrong place wrong time and got stuck.
0: That's what I think. Like eventually it'll probably hit another planet. I doubt it'll orbit Earth forever. I think it would actually collide because it's you said it's orbital it's was one AU that's ninety three million miles huge.
2: Or it could hit our gravity and the sun's gravity just right and get flung out.
0: Yeah. But you'd think it would have done it by
1: now. I mean, if it's been orbiting us for however long. Who
2: knows how long it's been orbiting? That's exactly. the thing. <clears throat> Who knows how long it would take for that to happen though? Yeah. For it to get Well, I mean, we could mathematically
1: point. figure that out. The thing is, I would like to see projections because we have, we have simulators that will, pro- like, you can just basically put in all the units of, like, the, the different planets and the sun, like, mm. the rotational speeds and everything, orbital speeds, and then just project for the next however long. So they could easily figure out, like, how long it would take it's, for something to
2: happen. It's just like they know I,
0: that eventually the moon is going to be flung away from us.
1: Eventually, yeah, it goes, it's like one centimeter
0: every year. But the or problem, like, that. because it, that's a very reduced system where you just have the earth and the moon, and that's how they calculate it, just based on those two things. But when they you start, everything else in, you yeah. start adding a lot more variables, like, uh, with this object, you have the earth, you have the sun, yeah. you have well, the moon, I, and then you have other planets that it's getting close to that are going to pull. So you, you have also these,
1: have strange things out there that are pulling on our solar system. You have whatever right. the sun is orbiting because the sun is orbiting a certain point in space also, um, which I
0: read an article about the other day and I'll post it on the website. Anyway, and then you also have things that just are huge that fly by. Right. So we have like this turbulence and we can't calculate turbulence. It gets into chaos theory. So – there, there are patterns uh, 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 to it, uh, but we can't predict these patterns, just like we have the weather systems that we put all the variables into the system, but it still can't predict it more than, uh, two. 2 days out really is when you get like really precise, but even uh-huh. 7 days out, if they're like, yeah, there's like a 70% chance, it's, they can be reasonably yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey,
1: gentlemen, um I'm going to say we should stop because our uh, our recorder is blinking the battery dying light. Okay. okay. All right. Um so thank you for listening listeners and we'll We see forgot to next. do traffic. We didn't do traffic. Uh it's crowded. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good.